What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode Steelix, if I remember correctly. Yes, I'm correct. Episode Steelix, or 208 of Pixels, Polygons, and Fun. I am your host, Gingy. With me, as always, is the mythical horse who may or may not exist. <laughs> and we got dumb. Hey, everybody. My name is the mother. It's a pleasure to be here. How are you guys doing? I'm doing all right. I'm just rewatching a funny video. Well, you gotta right. gotta regale us. What uh, funny video are you watching there? Uh, animated Tiny Palpatine interacting with Ghost Yoda. <laughs> you are Yoda, you old sponge. <laughs> Yeah, Death is a concept invented by the Jedi. I don't even know how to spell it. Ah, <laughs> oh, that does sound good. But, uh, and, and this is a good segue. What else sounds good is uh, making that uh, phone call. We'll be right back. Well, yes. I see. Good news, everyone. All right. As per usual, I got your Pokemon updates. Let's get the uh, the big one out of the way. Um, and as always, I pull my news from Cerebi.net. Uh, there is a update in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet department following the tease on Thursday when we got that uh, 1008 excuse me, video. The next 7-star Terra Raid battle has been announced. This event will feature a battle against Greninja with the Poison Terra type and the Mightiest Mark on it. It can only be caught once per file, once per save file. This event will run from January 27th until January 29th, and will have a second repeated run from February 10th through the 12th. And then in addition, uh, another Terra Raid battle has also been announced. Um... If you play Scarlet, there will be a focus on Drifloom. And if you play uh, Violet, there will be a focus on Miss Magius. These will be in four and five star raids and will run from the 20th through the 22nd. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited. I mean, Greninja, Greninja is a good boy. I'm, I'm super curious how and if they are going to implement Battle Bond. Uh, Ash Greninja's form isn't in the files. Isn't? Isn't. Do you think maybe they'll add it with the... Uh... Do you think they'll add it post-update? Because, I mean, what are they going to put in for Greninja's hidden ability? Battle Bond. So it's, it's just Maybe. a status update, then, or a stat update, then doesn't actually transform into Ash Greninja. Yep. Well, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah, I mean, Steven says here on Wikipedia, Battle Bond no longer changes Greninja into Ash Greninja. Instead, when a Pokemon with Battle Bond directly causes another Pokemon, including allies, to faint by using a damaging move, its attack, special attack, and speed stats are increased by one stage. This ability only activates once per battle. If the affirmation stats are already at a plus six stage, Battle Bond will not activate. Huh. All right. Well, the uh, next Pokemon update I got for you guys. 
Uh, it is a Pokemon Home update. It has been confirmed that the mobile version of Pokemon Home will receive an update in early February. Um, while we don't, uh, this update will prov will provide further details on battle data for Scarlet and Violet. We don't have any details regarding the transfer of po you know the connectivity to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet and Pokemon Home and Go for that matter, but. If I had to hazard a educational guess, I'm willing to bet that we're going to hear something on Pokemon Day in February. If not by then. I mean, but, it'd be nice to finally get some updates. That'd be that'd be true. Like DLC, but um speaking of updates and seeing as how I brought up Pokemon Go, uh Pokemon Go has announced their uh Lunar New Year event. That always happens. It'll run from January 19th through the 23rd. Uh, let's see. Let's click on the featured spawns. Uh, the whole focus on this event will have an emphasis on Darumaka, both the Yanovan and the Galarian forms. Both can be shiny. Uh, the event effects that you're going to be getting, you will have up to two special trades a day. You get times two from Gift Stardust. We will have an increased uh, chance of lucky Pokemon in trades, becoming lucky friends with people, and a higher catch rate of shiny Darumaka. Which kind of tells me, because the usual, I want to say, like, uh, raid day raid is like 1 in 15, 1 in 10, where community day rates are like 1 in 24. So we'll, we'll see. Um... If that is your uh, spiel, you know, good good luck, pun intended. Uh, the other feature spawns, I'll just read off the shinies. We got Ponyta, Magmar, Magikarp, Slugma, Nummel, which I'm kind of excited to hunt more for, uh, Combi, Baneri, and Darumaka. It looks like in 7km eggs, we got Riolu, Dar both Darumakas, so only those three shinies. Uh, looks like uh, five star raids. The boss will rotate in, and it is Regice once again. And it, I, I am very bitterly disappointed with Regice being back in raids because that is, to me, truly the filler legendary. And then let's see. Oh, that's right, Niantic. Uh, since we last recorded Pixels has announced the Pokemon Go Community Day for the month of February, and it will be focusing on Noibat. This event will have three times Catch Stardust, two times Catch Candy, and double the chance to get XL Candy as well as 3-Hour Incense and Lure Modules. It will be giving out the move Boom Burst to Noiburn, and you can obviously purchase a $1 ticket or in your local currency for a special research called Abundant Noise, and it will be running from 2 p.m., to 5 p.m. your local time zone on February 5th. So I, I I plan on going super fucking hard for uh, Noibat Day. I know you haven't uh, played Pokemon Go in a while, DJ, but are you interested in Noibat Day? Maybe. I don't know. I, got, I already found a Noibat in Violet, so... <laughs> a shiny one? Yeah. Uh, Dibs? He's not yours. He's mine. Well, it's mine now. I just called Dibs. Well, too bad. Your Dibs don't apply to my game. 
<laughs> Your dibs are ignored. Like everything else is. Uh, but uh, one last Pokemon Go update for you guys, and then I will give the torch away. Yantic has an announced that the master Masterwork research that was previously announced for Go Tour Hoenn will be made available worldwide uh, for a purchase of four ninety nine or local currency rate from February twentieth through March twentieth. This research will give players a storyline to play th through to get shiny Jirachi. Will provide. Don't have any exact details on this research. But yeah, the masterwork has has historically been difficult. So uh, good luck. Also, for that matter, I lied. There's one last Pokemon Go update for you guys. They finally fucking put in Kecleon. And so how Kecleon works, for those of you who are not aware, Kecleon you can find just kind of chilling on Pokestops. Like you will see a clear like uh body body of Kecleon just crawling all over the Pokestop and you won't be able to spin it to get items. You have to keep touching Kecleon until he falls off and then the second he does that you can spin get your items. As soon as you back out of that Pokestop, Kecleon will spawn right by it. So about goddamn time should have happened about five years ago, but better late than never, I suppose. But that is it for me. Do you guys have anything? I have some bits of news. I've got Valve-related news. How about you, DJ? Um, I have some Dokkan updates and a few small stories. Uh, how about you take the you do the Dokkan update and then I might uh, drop into the Valve ones. Okay, let's let's hop on into the Dokkan news. Um, from our last time, the EZAs have dropped for the Super Saiyan Blue Vegetas, so that is the AGL, the STR, and the Fizz uh, Blue Vegetas that were based on the uh, Resurrection F movie, as well as the EZA for the Super Saiyan Gohan from the movie event. Those EZAs have dropped, and on JP, we have gotten the EZAs for the LR Super Saiyan Gohan and LR Perfect Form Cell. Uh, unfortunately, those have not yet made a transition over to Global, even though they are part of the superhero celebration. No one knows quite sure why. Cell and Gohan have upgraded pretty easily. Came out pretty well. Um, upcoming, currently no news on JP yet. We're still waiting for 8th anniversary announcements. Uh, but Global is set to have its next LR drop uh, tomorrow, in roughly about three hours from now, is the drop for the LR Golden Frieza from the Resurrection F movie. Uh, it's actually a pretty good card, but do not recommend summoning on it, as it will not be a very good banner. Uh, we'll also have the Awakening for the uh, Grandpa Gohan Strike Unit. And the EZA for the Golden Frieza and Sorbet card from a while back. And later this month, we will have the New World Tournament, uh, where we'll get a new Shampa card, an Awakening for the Tech Gotenks card, and the first drop of the Jackie Chun LR card. So that is all that is coming and currently available on Dokkan. We'll have to wait and see what 8th anniversary brings. Hopefully we'll start getting some more news as we get closer to the end of the month. 
Uh, as for a couple smaller stories, um, one that is kind of related to Peeps as well, that we have not had, that uh, is Squanch Games, created by Justin Roiland, has just settled a sexual harassment lawsuit from 2018. Really? Uh, this particular developer was, of course, founded by Justin Roiland, someone currently, who is currently in the center of a developing controversy as he is currently uh, facing charges for domestic assault. Uh, Squanch Games is committed to creating an inclusive and supportive work environment for our team. A spokesperson said, We don't publicly disclose personnel matters, and we stand by the decision we made in 2017 not to reveal the confidential information as it relates to this case. So PR speak for don't ask us about this. We're not going to say anything. Uh, we'll have to see how that comes. Uh, Rick and Morty is already up in the air as Justin Roiland could be facing jail time for his accusations. We'll have to see what how that transpires. Uh, also, the the Callisto. What was that, Dom? But uh, like, uh, as far as I've, I'm, I'm aware, there's only accusations. There hasn't been any evidence that has popped up before anybody starts saying anything. Just yep, I'm just saying there's accusations. Yeah, it's just accusations. We'll have to see where that goes in court, or mm -hmm. police report, whatever happens with it. Please do not jump the gun. <laughs> nope. Uh, the Callisto Protocol has reportedly failed to recoup its budget. Uh, the Callisto Protocol has failed to recoup its $162 million budget, receiving mixed reviews shortly after launch. The game was even so big that some people started referring the, to the game as a quadruple A during development. Well, that's the end of that. Okay, I, um... I, I gotta be for real here with Callisto Protocol. I, I, I saw clips of it, right? I didn't see the game title. I, I legitimately thought it was fucking Dead Space. It's made by the same people that made the first Dead Space. Right. So, I mean, you could have marketed the game to make people think, hey, this is not Dead Space, but come on, you guys. No, they it's, wanted it's people fucking to Dead think Space. it was Dead Space. They wanted, they wanted the Dead Space crowd. Yep. Well, you I didn't get me. My attention is still on the remake. Well, Even though that has none of the people behind it. <laughs> Nope. Bring on the Dead Space 3 microtransactions. Okay, alright. Dead Space 3 was fun in the sense of co-op campaign and then customizing the weapons. I could yeah. ignore the microtransaction part of Dead Space 3. Alright. Also, don't knock it till you play it, DJ. I swear to God, I'm going to use like 100,000 of your fucking channel points. Horror games are not allowed. Boo. It takes away my viewers. I'm not going to uh, support that. DJ, uh, what? by viewers, you mean a single person called Headfucker? Yes. Okay. Why um, would I lose my one consistent viewer? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that is much more to make sense. Like, but Dead Space 3 is not more horror. It's not as horror as it should be as the other ones. It's more like more action-driven. And last bit I have here... Uh, for those that have been following the D&D issues... Yeah, me. Uh, Wizards of the Coast reportedly thought fans were overreacting to the D&D license changes. Hmm, I wonder why they think that. Wizards of the Coast reportedly thought fans were overreacting when the, to the news about the leaked changes to the open gaming license. The publisher seems to be have been under the impression that everything would blow over, in, blow over quote, in a few months, leaving the company in the clear. 
It was never our intended impact to in, intent to impact the vast majority of the community, Wizard of the Coast recently said in a statement. However, it's clear from the reaction we rolled a one. Yeah, how out of touch. Mm. For those that haven't been following, Wizards has definitely been having a lot of leaks lately. First was the license, and then uh, more recently, there's been some leaks from company files that have shown that while the creative team is fully supportive of the fan base, uh, the executives absolutely loathe the fans of D&D and only see them as an obstacle for money. The leadership of the, uh, the Wizards of the Coast is uh, rotten to the heart of our... Yeah, they're rotten, scummy, doesn't help. They're owned by Hasbro, which is just as money-grubbing. Yeah, and no doubt is bearing claim, down on them for it. The funny thing is that for Hasbro to claim they don't want big companies to steal their content, they are the big company. No mm -hmm. other company makes as much money as they do in a year as, as they do in a day. Like, it's insane. It's still ironic that they own Monopoly. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. The, 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 the game that breaks up families. Yeah. Wow. Sold by Hasbro. See, I did, I, honest to God, I didn't know that. And so now, where's, where, where's my fucking Transformers edition Monopoly if Hasbro owns them? Is there one? Probably the Michael Bay Transformers. Yeah, there is. Absolutely. Holy shit. Look at that. Yeah. There's even a, a Monopoly game about my country. Like, it's insane. They have a, their hands on everything. Yeah. It's it was... like it's old. Huh. There's even one for Beast Wars. Interesting. There's several Transformers and Monopolies. Yeah, it's super cool. I uh for for Christmas I got the I got the lady a uh, zombie edition of Monopoly, but it's called a uh, uh, Zombopoly. You know, I don't want to know how that works. <laughs> it, it, it's Monopoly. I mean, there's there's so many different variants of Monopoly at this point. Oh, okay. See, we need to 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 put a pin in this discussion because that that is a peeps episode topic right there. Yeah. Tabletop. But, uh, yeah, Wizards has definitely ruined all of their goodwill with the people. And I, yeah, the sad thing is it's still not over because they're still going to be trying to change this perpetual license, which I'm really hoping bites them in the ass as many, many people are starting to come out and say what they're, what they're doing can, could be illegal. Because their original license agreement that they've had people sign has no expiration. It Wait, I, I thought licenses have to have expirations. It is a perpetual license agreement. So long as you don't break the terms of the contract, it goes on. Oh, shit. So essentially but... what they would be trying to do is overwrite their own contract forcibly. Which I can assume, I can only assume, as I am no lawyer, is going to cause many an issue. And I have, I have seen uh, lawsuits start up. I believe the makers of Pathfinder have started a lawsuit, and I'm ex I'm interested to seeing what tabletop comes out of this, and maybe Dungeons and Dragons gets dropped, and other games pick up for it. 
maybe Dungeons and Dragons just rolled a crit zero. Mm. Yeah, if only there was such a thing. Another thing is that people are trying to boycott the company, so they're canceling their D&D subscriptions, and also making plans to not show up for the movies. And because, you know, D&D movie is also part of Hasbro, so they're like, fuck you, we're not going to help you get money if you're going to try to screw us over. I'll probably still see the movie in theaters, but, I mean, I don't think you, you shouldn't be buying for their online service that they're launching. Because they're basically trying to turn D&D into a, a uh, service, an online service, where you have to pay for, like, unique colorations to your figurines or special accessories or skill slots or whatever. Whatever that D&D Beyond thing they're supposed to be launching later this year. Don't Why support do it! Don't support this company! Why does everything have to be a fucking subscription service? Because they want money and they don't really understand the concept of plateauing. I suppose. I mean, at this point, do we have to give a monthly subscription for the oxygen that we breathe? That was the plot of the Lorax. Shit. That is what I mean by plateauing is you can't perpetually grow. At some point, things have to bottom out. You might have small bits of growth, but you need to learn to be okay with that. You're not going to be constantly making all the money. And you got to plan for that. If you're just going to keep reading and saying you want all the monies, well, you're going to ruin something. You're never going to make all the monies. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yes, Don, what is your stories? Uh, I just have one. Uh, I don't think we should fit in anymore. Biggest leak in Valve history includes pretty much everything from Half-Life 2, Portal, and Team Fortress 2 by Rich Stanton, published a couple days ago. Sounds like Spy got in somewhere. Uh, Valve have suffered the biggest asset leak in the company's history after a series of asset repositories for its games from 2016 were released online. The games are Portal, Counter-Strike, Source, Day of Defeat, Source, Half-Life 2, Episodes 1 and 2, Half-Life 2 Multiplayer, and Team Fortress 2. Leaks seem to originate from an account that calls themselves the Wanderer Leaker, and have been disseminated initially through Discord. In Discord, the chat the leakers wrote, I don't care anymore, I also did my playing around with it a few years, did not upload every anything because I was threatened every time. A real shame, I have no legal binding to these files, not anymore. They will later add, I held on to these files since 2016. The leaks are in the form of asset repositories, which typically show how a game's files would have bundled up to share with an external partner. The biggest leak in, the, in terms of sheer scale is Team Fortress 2, and diving into that one will give you an idea of what there is to be unearthed there. The short version is that it's a 61 gigabytes package of almost every asset the ga that the games had. Tons of never-seen-before maps, models, PSDs, and VMFs, everything, writes the FG content creator Richard Overtime. Once the community finishes digesting this 62-gigabyte uh, monster, there will, nothing be, there will be nothing else to talk about. This is the last official TF2 content drop you or I will ever see. That may be rather overdoing it, but there's certainly stuff here to get excited about. The asset date from 2016 and include cut content, content that was released in a different form, and assets that for whatever reason were abandoned. 
They are also bare bones of the mooted raid mode, which is cancelled and repurposed as elements of the man versus machine mode, map variants, and entirely maps, mostly for MBM mode. There's also many prototype maps, in which fact they haven't, uh, they still haven't all been dug out. Other finds include a 3D model of Saxon Hale, a different bone saw model, unused animations, several tutorial modes, weapon variants, and a used model for a little three-legged robot, and this witch from the book that was based on an older version of Miss Pauline. Especially notable is a bunch of green and yellow textures that imply at one point Valve was considering implementing the classic Team Fortress color scheme for both teams. Most terrifying is a level 4 century. If you don't play TF2, know, then know this. A level 3 center will turn you and your team into colorful giblets again and again. The idea of this having a final forum? Yeah, some things are best left on the cutting, ball, on the cutting room floor. Uh, the leak also includes various taunts that were created but either never have been added or the game or have remained unfinished. Uh, the TF2 community is also full of jokers, some of who are using this leak as an opportunity to post highly obscure older or community content and say it's part of the leak. There, here's a site that only your mother should ever see, a naked spy model, but it's not from this particular leak. The detail of his shoes remain on, uh, being on remain... <laughs> uh, the detail of his shoes remaining on is great though. Uh, another leak that's been mixed in is a model for the female soldier, which is official, but the textures of which are fan-made. Another is the internal pitch by the artist Drew Wolf to bring a female version of each class to the game, which the fir artist first shared in 2017. The designs are incredible, mind, uh, especially the idea of an 80-year-old Scottish granny demo woman. Come here and go boom, ya wee shite. Uh, the material is being calmed over by dynaminers and monitors as we speak, and given their 61 gigabytes of TF2 alone, expect more stuff to come uh, to the light over the next few weeks. If you're interested in uh, and take your own deep dive, bear in mind that a lot of what you read about what a uh, given item was intended for or why it was abandoned is a speculation. Some discoveries here are well over a decade old, and may have you uh, when you consider the amount of assets TF2 has accumulated over time. A certain degree of wastage is inevitable. Uh, the last official update for TF Fortress 2 gave its community the keys to the kingdom. With Valve focusing on adding tools and creator freedom, I should see the game live on, live on for years to come. This is very unofficial and addendum uh, will no doubt turbo change that. And it's undeniably something of a coincidence that it's happened so shortly afterwards. Whatever the TF2 community do, uh, do with this, hopefully no one will build a level 4 sentry. As for the other leaks, it's all above, uh, but on a smaller scale. It's all of the above, but on a smaller scale. There is there is doubtless of material of interest of our various Half-Life and Portal files, but don't expect someone to find a Half-Life 3 source code in there. It's all assets that were bundled up to be shared with external partners, and thus anything especially sensitive would have been removed beforehand. And this leak shows exactly why. I've asked Valve for comment on this huge leak of its material, and will update with any response. Huh. It's, that's my news. You. I, 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 don't, I don't know how how to feel about all that. I mean, yeah, it sucks for Valve, but if these leaks are to be taken, if they are genuine, shit. I can't, I can't imagine what it's like in that, uh, that break, or that 
news or conference room. That's the word I was looking for. You know, of all the executives grilling the shit out of everybody. <laughs> I would have loved to have been a fly in the in that wall. <sighs> but uh, yeah, I mean, if that's it as far as the uh, the news goes. I mean, Dom, you're just handing me the dad jokes and the, the segues. Let's uh, open the valve on to the next uh, segment. Eh? Eh? That is the valve throwing your steam. <laughs> I, th I, thought that, I thought that was pretty good. Motherfucker, I just made a pun by accident. I'm so proud of you. Huh. But anyway, you guys, let's uh, cut it here and go into the next segment. We will be right back. All right, you guys, you know the drill by now, or at least I hope to God you do. We're going to talk about the games we played. Uh, Dom, let's start with you. I've been playing lots of Cyberpunk, actually. Uh, Fallout and Cyberpunk. I've been on RPGs all the time. Uh, just uh, decided to finally put my PC to the test with Cyberpunk. Uh, and it, it works wonderfully, but it's so overwhelming. The game has so many things that you can do, and it's like a lot, so many options. Uh, but I'm I'm playing it, and also I've been playing lots of uh, Fallout 4, and I've been trying to like take my with Cyberpunk. I'm trying to go as wild as possible. With Fallout 4, I'm trying to go as grounded as possible. I'm playing the DLC of uh, Far Harbor, which is like this Lovecraftian-based, uh, 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 inspired DLC, and uh, I've been playing as this like as this like fisherman that just just has a trusty rifle to his side, no armor, no crazy things, and just I don't know, just role playing like that. And then on Cyberpunk, I'm this crazy hacker that kills everything with a single look that makes cars explode, and it's just insane. Um, uh, that's mostly what I've been playing. And also, technically speaking, I've been playing Dungeons & Dragons with my friends, which aren't like video games, but they're still games. Uh, and I've been having lots of fun with that. Uh, DJ, what have you been playing? Uh recently we were playing Psychonauts on stream and we finished that up this past week. It was an enjoyable game. Definitely could understand why it became a cult classic. The voice acting alone was spectacular. Had some pretty pretty famous names in the voice acting industry in it, so that was cool. Eventually we'll get to Psychonauts 2. Uh, then we did a little bit of shiny hunting. Uh, found, a good, found about five or six shinies that day. I don't remember how many. Uh, even a Paradox one that I was happy to have. A good old shiny Iron Valiant. But, uh, other than that, just been doing the Dokkan dailies. Uh, trying to do some grinding. Uh, some of the new quests that have been added have been nice. So I'm starting to use it to farm up Incredible Gems. Finally buy off those characters I've been missing for so long. But, uh, other than that, uh, we're doing pretty good. Uh, next week, well, this coming week, uh, we're going to be returning to another game 
uh, one that hasn't been touched in a while as we uh, wait in line for Hogwarts Legacy to come up here in the next... Avada Kedavra! Oh, I've so... seen some fucking gameplay! Apparently Avada Kedavra has a 25 second cooldown. No! But if you play it on PC... You don't you get to spam! <laughs> you don't get to spam! Yeah, on PC we're gonna make that shit zero and we're gonna fucking spam it! <laughs> it, this is going to be some some uh, fucked up warp sense of humor. Uh, what's that song? You know, you're going to be my best friend. And it'll be fucking me and Dom with our arms linked up, skipping like we're in the Wizard of Oz, just shooting out the green lights at anything that fucking moves in front of us. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, please continue. Uh, the game we're going to be returning to is finally we're returning to Japan with Ghosts of Tsushima. Ooh, nice. We're going to finally take care of that DLC and play it on the fancy new PS5, whereas last time I played it was cooking my PS4. So it'll be nice to return to that old thing and meet up with the second horse. <laughs> Sora! <laughs> Wait, hold on. No. No, we need to do that fucking horse justice. Give, 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 give me, give, give, give me a second. Like, uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? What do you mean horse justice? Okay, here we go. Here we go. Rest in peace, Sora. <laughs> Hopefully, you guys hear this before we get copyright striked. Basically, <sighs> Dom, there's, you're, you have this horse with you from the start of the game. And then in the last act, uh, you have to bury it. Which game? Ghost, Ghost of Tsushima. With Sucker your Punch, mother. now that you're done with that, where is my fucking infamous collection? Right? There were At... Ghost of Tsushima too. There's a... God damn it. I want an HD remake of my boy. All right? <laughs> or at least Sony, if you're fucking listening, because you know you got your ninjas out everywhere. Let Infamous be backwards compatible, and I'll be happy with that. Uh, nah, they're not gonna do that. Maybe, maybe they'll find another company to remaster it. Well, they'll let they'll let Ilka do it. <laughs> <laughs> For those that don't get that joke, they made BDSP. I haven't even beat it. I got up to Snowpoint City, and I fucking stopped. <laughs> I didn't finish the post game. I need to go back to it at some point and try and shiny hunt the legendaries. I do too. Honestly, I want to restart and go back with my boy Piplup, but not allowed. <sighs> anyway, Gingy, what have you been up to with the with the Vigi games? What horrible microtransaction filled my um, mobile games have you been forcing yourself to play? And... Okay, actually, there, there's something Proper. something of note. You know, like a, a good mobile game that I've been playing. But anyway, console-wise, um, haven't really, haven't really played much. I mean, minus you know playing uh, Call of Duty Zombies with the missus. That's always a good time. Uh, I've been doing uh, the Living Decks progress and Pokemon Scarlet. You know, off stream because I didn't necessarily want to do it. And I can now say I am essentially done. All I need to do now is hunt for the legendaries. You know, pull all the stakes out, go capture them. 
but uh, I'm gonna do that on stream. Like that's what I uh, committed myself to, so people can see my genuine reactions to these legendary Pokemon. Now, granted, one of them was spoiled for me, and that's the the fucking saber tooth cat from Ice Age, because he got all pissed off that he's not in the limelight anymore. How dare you do Diego dirty like that? <laughs> anyway, though, uh, mobile game-wise, I have been playing quite a lot. I recently found a game, and I just happened to be scrolling through the Google Play Store and just looking, you know, for, for something new, for something to play. And surprisingly, I, I did. I did, in fact, find... Uh, a brand new game. I'm trying to pull up the app name for you guys so I can do it do it some justice here. Uh, do, do, do. Okay, here we go. I have discovered a game called Bloodlined The Last Royal Vampire and it is a crunchy roll game. And it is very, very much uh, reminiscent of Brave Frontier. Uh, this game is old, but apparently it got recently got bought out by Crunchyroll, and they've revived it. Um, I am very content with this game. Now, granted, I haven't put any money into it yet. Yet being the keyword there, but at this point, I don't even know if I'm going to or not. But... Uh, same summoning mechanics a Brave Frontier. Uh, the, the special attacks for the units are very similar. What what gets me about this game, right, is that some of the sound effects that these attacks do are the exact same sounds that Brave Frontier uses. Like, legitimately, the, the same exact sounds. And you know what? That, that does me good, because, you know, I do miss playing Brave Frontier. And if Crunchyroll is on a binge of buying out games, what the fuck are you laughing about? You're experiencing SAO. What? What's that? They, they, it's, it's the Alfheim. Remember the ah, second shit. half of the first season? Shit, this is... Oh, <laughs> the man. From the, from the favorite game? Shit. <laughs> Okay, moving on. Pokemon Go. I've been playing that too. <laughs> Haven't. <laughs> Joke's on you, asshole. I actually have one. <laughs> Alright, plug it in and play your mobile game. See what happens. Fuck. <laughs> uh, up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, BA, start. Uh, if only the Konami code worked in SAO, but you don't have any directional buttons. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll just jump up, crouch, jump up, crouch, step to the left, step to the right. What will we use for the A and B? Uh, B, I'll just punch a small child. Uh, start, <laughs> I will uh, pull up the main menu. Mm. Anyway, uh, nothing too particularly noteworthy there. Um, just you know, grinding up. Uh, finished all my level up tasks, so I just need to get 
about 12 million more experience. Um, the OCD part of me, uh, months ago, I made Groudon become my best buddy. And with the go-to or Hoenn coming up next month, which, by the way, DJ, I need to confirm with you off-stream or off-recording if you are still down for that. Um, with go-to or Hoenn coming... You know, months ago, you know, like I just said, I got Groudon, my best buddy. The completionist in me is, hey, Groudon's your best buddy. Go make Kyogre your best buddy. So that's what I'm doing. I'm working on it, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not having a good time with him. And I'll say this for a particular reason. Kyogre, because you know when you feed your best buddy in Pokemon Go, for those of you who are not aware, when the buddy meter is full, your buddy Pokemon will actually be out in the overworld with you as you are walking around. You will see that Pokemon, you know, kind of move around your trainer icon, and then eventually your buddy will go out to Pokestops and bring gifts for you. Kyogre is a big boy. He's very, very much a uh, big boy and, you know, playing downtown in my local area. If I just so happen to have Kyogre out, he is covering a shit ton of Pokestops. He is covering a whole bunch of spawns. I have missed out on quite a bit of rare Pokemon because Kyogre is literally over those fucking Pokemon. So anyway, uh, just for reference, I posted a screenshot in Podcast Record of the size of Kyogre on the map. He big! Yes, Kyogre very much is a uh, big boy. He's gonna uh, eat you. I've had some funny glitches with Kyogre. His real name is Monstro. <laughs> uh, and then, as far as like PC wise goes, I did start looking at getting a potential replacement hard drive. So the second I get that changed out, uh, Dom, I will be able to install Elden Ring. Yes. Time. Because I also use this rig uh, to, you know, edit the podcast, and I have all of the the podcast archives on this computer. And granted, I know since the episodes are online, I don't necessarily need to keep them, but I feel better knowing that all of the episodes are right there. Yeah, you never know when something goes wrong. Right, and what if someone brings up to me, hey, Jinji, uh, episode 57 has a oopsie in there. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll pull up episode 57, I'll edit that part out, and I'll re-upload it. Anyway, do you guys want to take a guess? Because, you know, we currently are on episode 208. How big do you think the size is for the the podcast? Like, all the episodes put together, how big do you think the file, the folder is? Probably about 100 gigs. Dom? 500 gigs. 
You guys are overshooting uh, it. Currently, right now, it is 36.3 gigs. Oh, that's cute. Tiny numbers. I know. We got we to gotta crank those numbers up. And then it's kind of kind of breaking my heart here. I'm looking at all the other different fucking pixels media shows. So got Poke Survivor, but that hasn't been touched in over three years. Got Man vs. Pokemon, another three years. Uh, another undisclosed show that I was supposed to do with the friend, and we never got around to it. Fucking Universe Seven. Nah. <laughs> and then we got Pop Shock Peeps. But anyway, that's that's it. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and cut into the topic. We'll be right back. All right, DJs, this is your topic, buddy. What are we doing? So been a couple years since uh, this has been a major topic, but uh, I felt it might be time to give a look back to the Toys to Life genre. Who here remembers the Toys to Life? I remember the... You, you know what? I guess this will be like a, a pre-thing to our talk about Amiibos. I remember the fucking craze where people would camp out multiple days at a time just to be able to get a Amiibo. Not saying I was one of those people, but I legitimately read a story where a person camped outside of a store for two fucking days just to get an amiibo. See, now before the podcast, Dom, you had mentioned you weren't quite familiar with this genre, so you you don't you're not familiar with Skylanders or Disney Infinity Lego seen, Dimensions. I've seen Skylanders. I heard Lego Dimensions did this. Uh, I am more familiar with Amiibos. Okay. Well, Amiibos are one of the few ones that are still running around since they aren't released for one specific game. They're meant for multiple games. So we'll start with the Amiibos, as they're around. Uh, those originally started with the Smash Brothers figures, such as Mario and Meta Knight and all of them, with some other ones around there, too. And then uh, still put out today, though they're starting to be becoming a little more gimmicky and having a few more features locked behind them. <laughs> uh, Mr. Skyward Sword. Nothing on that one, Genji? <laughs> eh. Zelda is very touchy with me at the moment. Why? Eh. Just, just, eh. You were always the big Zelda fan. Oh, I still very much am. It's just very, very touchy at the moment. Hmm. It's it's out of favor. I'm sure it'll come right back. You know, once we get a fucking port of Twilight Princess to Switch. <coughs> nah, I can't play it on the Wii U. You no, know I will buy a fucking Nintendo paperweight. I swear to God, if I have to. <laughs> and then you have to find a rare physical copy because the store shuts down in a couple months. Fuck. <laughs> That's why I still have mine, and it has it. It has that game on there. Speaking, speaking of which, man, like to 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 quickly interject real quick, and then we'll get back on topic. The the local uh, video game store that 
down the street from my apartment. In their in their sealed case, they have a complete inset copy of Mega Man Star Force Three. They were fucking selling that shit for almost two hundred dollars, dude. Sounds about right for some of these games. Mm. Older games are just big money. Why? Why would you pay? I have so many games that I could have sold right now and like gotten a lot of money. <laughs> uh, going back on to our topic for Toys to Life, though, there were some opportunities for it before. Uh, one of the biggest failures. Uh, I doubt Dom would have heard of this one, but Gingy, do you remember the Hyperscan? Very, very vaguely. This was Mattel's, uh, the toy company's attempt at a video game console. Um, I will post a picture of it in chat. Uh, the controller alone looks like a piece of crap, where it has the buttons RGBY. Oh <laughs> my god. DJ. Here comes DJ with this fucking pickaxe just breaking through my fucking mental walls to uncover lost and forgotten fucking memories. Do you have one of these? I had. Hmm. And it probably wasn't good, was it? Hell no, it wasn't. <laughs> Dom, do you see this picture? Uh, oh, give me two seconds. Okay. That was a toy company's video game console called the Hyperscan. Now, do you see that little fold-out part there on the right side? That little pad-looking thing? What do you think that one's for? Uh, running the game? No. That was where you had to scan in the collectible trading cards in order to play the game. Uh... You had to not only buy the game... You also had to buy booster packs to play the game. And every time you wanted to do something, you had to scan one of the cards. Only half the time, the scan never worked. Okay, now that sounds annoying. I it was. There was only... Yeah, apparently Jinji had one. <laughs> Guess how many games were made for this? Uh, one. Five. With two canceled. Of course. The first one was Ben 10. Then you had Interstellar Wrestling League, Marvel Heroes, Spider Man, and X Men, with a canceled Avatar The Last Airbender and Nick Extreme Sports games. Okay, alright. Are you guys are you guys ready for a fucking nostalgia trip right now? Sure. Okay, all right. Let me uh, let me find an image of it because this this whole talk is making me think back to this and holy shit, man! Uh, it is a item called scanners. If you guys remember what scanners was, it is a little old school hands hand handheld device that you would go out and you can literally scan any UPC you can get your little 90s kids hands on and you would get little little pixelated monsters out of scanning the UPCs do uh 
Did did you have one, DJ? I did not. Man, it was, uh, it was a good time. It always just kind of reminded me of Digimon. <laughs> but Hyperscan was one of the early attempts at trying to do this. There were some other ones, but they really don't didn't lead to anything. Where it really hit big was 2011 Skylanders, based off the Spyro series. Why? No one exactly knows. Probably just to sell it, because the first game was called Skylanders Spyro's Adventures. Or something of the similar, I forget exactly what the first game was called. Uh, Spyro's Adventure, yeah, was the first one in 2011. Now, the whole thing with this was you had to buy a starter pack. It came with two or three characters and this big old pad you had to plug into the console of choice that you bought it for. How the game worked was you had to take one of the toys you got with it, put it on the pad, and let it load into the game. It's horrifying. It, it, it's actually it really fun not, to... Pretty fun as a child, but... If you want to be, if you want to, growing up and just playing it, it's kind of annoying having to switch characters that way. And if you didn't have the toy, you couldn't play as that character. Right, and arguably the game was pay to win because you know certain characters mm -hmm. had certain abilities, and if you didn't have that character, you can't progress in the game. And you know, mom and dad was pissed off enough by paying full price for this game, and now you have to go out and spend twenty, thirty dollars on multiple figures at a time. Well, the figures they gave you at the start are enough to actually beat the game. It may not unlock everything in the game, but it's enough to beat it. But Skylanders went on for several iterations, growing ever more, cock uh, ever more cocky as it went. The next series was the Giants, where you had the bigger toys. And then you had the Swap Force, where you could switch half of the toys with another half, and it would load in that way, which is kind of neat, kind of a neat idea. Uh, yeah, the trap team, which had uh, like little items and stuff, and superchargers, which was the Mario Kart version, <laughs> and the Imaginators, where you had these little crystal toys that let you create your own character instead of having an actual toy. But these were on like every major system. You could play this on Android, iOS, PC, 3DS, Mac. PlayStation 3, PS4, the Wii, the Wii U, the 360, the Xbox One, and even the Nintendo Switch. Skylanders on Switch? Seriously? Yep, but it was the worst version at the time. You know why? It why didn't that? work with the portal. True. You had to use the same thing you did for the Amiibos. You had to put them on the Switch controllers and let them load in that way. Which somehow was even slower than using the portal. That does not sound fun. But Skylanders hit big. They were a big franchise for a while. And anytime you go to a video game section, you would just see it lined with Skylanders toys. And, and... of course, uh, as things are, it starts a trend. And what was the first thing to jump on there? Well, surprisingly, Pokemon. <laughs> With Pokemon Rumble U. 
Genji probably remembers Rumble U. Oh, I do. I still have my uh, Rumble Mew figuring. Basically, Don, this Pokemon game, you played as toy Pokemon. Super polygonal color, super polygonal versions of Pokemon that were basically wind-up toys that you just threw at each other like Beyblades and hoped one wins. I'm sending you a picture of the of what a typical figure would look like, Dom. What the Horses fuck? The you even know Polly? What the fuck? Yep, that's how they looked in game. Uh, you just had to throw these toys at each other, and you just see who wins. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. And they were only available at GameStop. But when po that one surprisingly failed, what picked up from it was Disney, with Disney Infinity, which created a toy box-like game where you could get similar, or you could get action, fig you know, like little standy character models of all your favorite Disney characters, such as Sully from Monsters, Inc., or Jack Sparrow from The Black Pearl, from Pirates. <laughs> And as it went on, it would add in other characters. The first ones to come in were the Marvel superheroes like Spider-Man and Iron Man. And then you had the 3.0 version, which included Star Wars, where you could have Anakin fight Stitch. <laughs> Can you just imagine that shit? What, what's the fucking lava planet called, DJ? Mustafar? Mustafar, yeah. Yeah, just, just fucking picture. You know, super pissed off yellow-eyed Anakin just standing there. Fucking Stitch just comes out of nowhere and goes, ha, 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 It really could come out of nowhere because Stitch can survive in lava. He could just crawl right out of there. <laughs> That's right. Just crawl past while Anakin's burning. <laughs> What's that, bro? <laughs> but yes, unfortunately... Disney kind of canceled this at the height of it. With the 3.0 release, uh, they canceled it only a f uh, not very long after that release, and canceled a lot of upcoming uh, figures that were scheduled for it. Let's see if I can find this. Disney 3.0 Disney Infinity 3.0 canceled figures. Let's see, what was going to be coming out? Uh, looks like they had plans for the Abominable Snowman from Monsters, Inc. Oh, we were going to have Doofenshmirtz from Phineas and Ferb. Let's see, we're going to have Jack-Jack and... Oh, they were going to put in the Muppets. You could have had Kermit fight Anakin! <laughs> Oh my god! The fucking Disney, look what you took from us! Kermit the Frog doesn't believe in bitch ass Anakin! <laughs> also, a major princess didn't get in, they didn't get in uh, Princess Aurora from Sleeping Beauty. One last random tidbit from me, because, you know, I just, just so happened to be scrolling through memes while you guys are talking. 
the new show on HBO, uh, Velma, is now officially more worse than Dragon Ball Evolution was. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. Ah. Darkwing oh. Duck figure. Oh, really? You had Darkwing swinging around with Spider-Man. That would have been cool as fuck. They canceled Goofy. Gosh. They were going to have Spider-Gwen, Peter Pan, Victor Frankenstein, Zerg. A whole bunch of characters were going to be added in there. But Disney had to go and cancel this and then shut down their entire gaming sector. Fucking Disney. And then sell everything to EA for some stupid reason. But uh, what came out of that a couple uh, a couple years later was Lego Dimensions, which to me, that was my toys to life. That one I enjoyed a lot because not only were they... Toys to Life, not only was it a video game from the same makers of the previous Lego games like Lego Star Wars, it came with actual minifigures and playsets. So what this was uh, had a similar stand set up, but you actually had to build the stand piece by piece. Uh, the portal stuff all worked and whatnot, but you had to actually build like the set design to it, which I thought was neat. Uh, they really emphasize that, yeah, these are actual Legos. They work in your video game, but you know what? They're still Legos. You can play with them as Legos. And this had to be one of the biggest crossovers before Smash Brothers Ultimate. You want to know what kind of stuff was in here? You had Batman. You had Simpsons. You had Doctor Who and Back to the Future. You had Portal and Ghostbusters and Scooby-Doo. What the fuck? And I've played with some of these. The Doctor Who one is awesome. Not only did it come with the TARDIS, it came with the 12th Doctor, and every time you died, he would turn into another Doctor. Hey, don't forget about K-9. Come on now. Yes, K-9 was in there, but he wasn't all that good. (laughs) There was also another Doctor Who set that let you have the fucking Daleks and the Cybermen. Yeah, there was one of those too. But I mean, the mystery machine, you could have the Batmobile, you had vehicles, and you also had special levels. You could get an entire playset based around the Ghostbusters, even though I'm pretty sure it was the 2016 Ghostbusters. But you just had a whole bunch of characters. Uh, You had Joker, Saruman the White, Lex Luthor, General Zod. You had GLaDOS. You could play as GLaDOS. Fuck do you play as GLaDOS? You could you could have GLaDOS be strolling around with with Doc Brown and Homer Simpson. You could play as Dorothy from Wizard of Oz. You, you just had this whole set of amazing characters. You had Adventure Time in the Goonies. Jurassic World, Knight Rider, the Lego Batman movie, the Lego movie, Ninjago, Powerpuff Girls, freaking Sonic. And Harry Potter. You could have Harry running around with Sonic and Bubbles. Okay. 
This game is the most epic crossover of all time in video game form with Legos. Yeah. Overall, the game's kind of mediocre. But just the fact that you can get all these Lego sets, play them in one game, is just so cool. It's so expensive because it's Lego Lego. Oh yeah, they were super expensive. They were like $30 per bonus pack. It's like you bet if you want to be able to play this game right in the in the best way possible, you better let go your money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> brick by motherfucking brick. I'd love to try and collect some more of these. Like, I probably would want the Scooby Doo ones because, like I said, I have the Doctor Who, I have Back to the Future, I have Night Batman. <laughs> Batman was a knight, and I think I got a Superman as well. But, yeah, I think Lego Dimensions was definitely the most... Uh, they had the biggest thing for the game, really. They just had so much available. The Mission Impossible, Gremlins, Adventure Time, I said, Jurassic World. Come on, don't you want to play as Jurassic World? <laughs> Hell yeah, I do. You can play as Buckbeak. And Legolas. Ah, pun. Fuck you. I mean, I think I think it's also just cool that they are just still Lego minifigures and little playsets. Like you can do with them what you want if you don't want to play the game. Man, this is making me want to play it again, man. There's Beetlejuice. <laughs> and I know, I know, I still have my 360 copy of this game. Maybe yeah, that'll that'll be an interesting stream. <laughs> Get out the Lego Dimension set. Right. You gotta set up a camera to watch the portal. <laughs> but uh, the one that followed after that uh, was very short-lived. Was Starlink Battle for Atlant uh, Battle for Atlas from Ubisoft? Which, yes. Uh, you had little starships you could attach to your controller to play a space game. Uh, everyone remembers it because the Nintendo version you could play as Star Fox. <laughs> and like this game did so poor that you can find these fucking toys at Dollar Tree. <laughs> that, they I'm, also I'm made it even... so you didn't have to have the toys to play the game. <laughs> they tried too hard. Yeah, it only lasted for a year. But I, I, it kept its updates for a good long while. But, uh, it's still uh, Toys for Life was a big trend. It's kind of died around, died out now. But it does still live on in Amiibos, and apparently also in Beyblade. Hmm. The most recent uh, toy series, Beyblade Burst, has QR car has QR codes for them. Where you can use it in a, a mobile game or something, the, the Beyblade Burst app. So you can use your Beyblades online, I guess. But nice. yeah, that's cool. I used to be into Beyblade. Beyblade was cool. I like the original Beyblade series, but the remake series that they did later on, the uh, Metal series, was actually really good. But, uh, 
Yeah, I think that's really it for the major influences in the Toys to Life. Uh, what do you think of the trend? I personally like it because, you know, again, I'm the type of person that likes to physically hold the media. That's just that's just who I am, and so I genuinely like and appreciate these things. Cause, I mean, it's it's super cool to like physically look at, and with the uh, Super Smash Bros. Amiibos in particular, you know, being able to you know train the AI. At this point, I have trained my Kirby to the point to where it will take a life away from you, and the second it does, it'll spam the fucking high taunt. What the oh. fuck is wrong with you? Because I'm a fucking monster. Clearly. Jesus, huh? that is mean. Huh? <laughs> Sounds annoying. Oh, it is. Like, that's that's the whole point of that Kirby. And then I overtrained my Greninja amiibo, and now it's a legitimate fucking struggle to beat that motherfucker. But anyway, I, I like it. I'm a fan. Dom, do you have any feelings towards Toys to Life? And I have like I have a mixed bag of feelings. Like uh, as a concept of things that could go, uh, you know, of things that could be fun, right? It's fun the idea of you know having a physical entity that you can say this is what I use in my game, right? Because Obviously, video game characters tend to, uh, and video game experiences tend to be uh, stuck in, on a screen. So having a physical way of showing, I am using this, this is the thing, that's kind of cool. And also, if you have friends that you can just, you know, show your uh, character and put it in their game uh, physically, it's it's very cool to me. The, the idea appeals to me. Like, I don't know, you're playing a game and you want to you bring your, like, uh, AI, your toy or whatever... You go to your friend's house and be like, oh, here, let's play with my 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 thing as well. Boom, you connect it, and that's like, I don't know, it's kind of novel, it's kind of cool. But obviously, everything is connected to the internet, so you don't have to do that, or you don't have any, there's no reason why that's the only way that you should be able to do this, and why people should force you to do this. So, it's kind of like, I don't know, the only reason why you would have that is uh, is to pay for more shit, and that obviously corporations love to pay for more shit. They love you, love it when you have to pay for more shit. So it can be capitalized. Uh, it could be capitalism too much on that on that front, right? So I like the idea of the concept of having the physical thing and you know being able to bring it around and show it to people and they connect it on a friend's computer or on a friend's PC. Uh, play a console and they're like hey we could play with this now and then they're like you play with it and it's like oh hey you brought your character with you uh but i don't like the commercial aspect of it because as you have said like if you want to play that kind of game right you gotta waste everything in your wallet and that is not that's not consumer friendly uh and the second the second thing uh that i think is pretty neat is uh you know the ai aspect of it of the amiibos right because obviously most of the most of examples you have uh, shown here, they're usually they're actually there only to be categorized as um, as you know marketing, right? The only reason why the companies want you to have a physical item, the, the, the one want you to have a physical copy, is so that way you buy more shit from them, like the Lego ones or the Skylander ones, right? Like that is just entirely it. Like that's the only purpose to that. 
the amiibo itself though i can understand having a physical item for it because you need a lot of information to be saved uh and having an extra hard drive to do so uh, i don't know how how uh, how much space the amiibo ai occupies but then it makes sense right because you can't uh run several ais in in a computer that you know have uh, machine learning integrated into them that won't fucking crash as easy Actually, let me double check this. Amiibo, uh, how much space in figure? Uh, the storage capacity. Oh, okay. So it's not actually it's not that bad. Uh, hmm. Okay. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, Amiibos only require eight kilobytes of uh, eight or more kilobytes, uh, less than eight kilobytes of uh, space. So that's. It's nothing. I guess the machine learning thing is uh, on the on the console itself, which would make sense. Damn. Well, that just takes away my point. Like, I find the idea fun, right? Like, it's fun. It's uh, it's a way of making it. It's it's kind of novel, right? But when it gets mm-hmm. stupidly fucking commercialized to the point that you need to, like, like you said, blow up your wallet to play it right. That is just wrong. That is just, and that is just sounds like microtransactions, but physical, right? And that is even worse because if it runs out, it runs out. Like if if they don't make any more physical copies of that of what you want, you're not getting any, right? Like it, and it becomes limited, and then you can more easily get away with, oh, this is the golden version of this like thing, or the shiny version of this, and there's only like. 500 in the world and now and after like a couple weeks they'll be worth like a thousand dollars like no that is i don't like i like it as a concept but not uh when the minds behind it are in it for just the money right i mean you gotta have money in all somewhere right (laughs) they already have the money right like they're already making money and it's a lot and it's not taking them a lot of money to make the physical copies or to program the the, the, the online ones. That doesn't take so much money that as much money as they're actually pushing. That's what I don't like. And it's also and it's also usually on subscription services as well. So it's like, nah, dude, no, I don't. You're just taking too much. Just taking way too fucking much. Yeah, I think that's that's, uh, pretty much wraps up our conversation on it. All right. Well, um, let us know what you guys think about this whole craze. You know, do you collect any of this or any of the things? Do you still play them, or would you have any interest uh, potentially watching it? Please let us know. Because, quite frankly, with some of this stuff, it would be an investment to get our hands on them. Uh, but yeah, let us let us know. Communication channels are in the episode description. So, let's play our contractually outdated and obligated uh, Buzzsprout affiliate ad. We will be right back. What's, What's up, guys? guys? Do you, you enjoy, enjoy podcasts, podcasts like, like us? us? Have you, you ever yes. wanted to start, start one of your own? own? Are you too scared to start one? 
Well, to be honest, yes. we were scared in the very beginning before we started Pixels. But luckily, we found Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is one of the easiest ways to start a podcast. They're a dedicated team driven to help your podcast succeed. Their website is very simple to use to get you stats on your show. It's amazing. They put your podcast on all the different podcast players, like Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Exactly, and we love Buzzsprout so much, we recently became a affiliate. Start your own podcast using our special link, which will be in the show description. Today, and after upgrading to any service plan, you will be able to receive a $20 Amazon gift card. Join us, Pixels, and over 100,000 other users using Buzzsprout today. Buzzsprout, easiest way to do podcasts. And now, we will return you to your show. Thank you very much. Thank you. I feel like you physically bow after that. Yeah, you what? I feel like after you say, like, thank you, and I just thank you. It's just like, I, I just picture you and whomever is speaking just bowing, like, all the way down. Yeah, uh, plot hole. I'm dressed in a fucking tuxedo, and I'm on a stage with the mic in my hands and I bow total total uh, head cannon. Mm-hmm. don't believe him oh, yeah. Gingy doesn't even own a tuxedo <laughs> you're right you I do not know? own a monkey suit what how long have you been an adult without a proper suit dude um, yeah I don't for, have a suit for me it was about 10 years before I got my first suit yeah I don't even I don't, I don't have a suit huh I mean, for for God's sake! At my uh, first fucking wedding, I showed up in a sweater. Man, come on! I think that's where things started to go wrong. That's <laughs> <laughs> shit. Not a courthouse. It kind of fit. Yeah. Because I have, uh, I actually have a bunch of like suits, plural. I I really like to dress fancy. I have like. I have like a thousand dollars worth in ties. Damn. No. Dude, okay. Here, here, here's the real sad thing, for me to say. And uh, I fully expected to get roasted by you guys, but in the year 2023, I'm going to turn 30 fucking years old. I do not know how to tie a tie. I mean, I was, I was, I was never taught. I don't wear them often enough, so I always forget. <laughs> I know them by memory by this point. So I'm sure that you can fucking tie a tie, Dom, with an arm tied behind your back, hanging upside down by a thread. No, 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 no. I definitely need both arms. And uh, there's one particular knot. <laughs> uh, actually, I'm going to send you... Uh, for my graduation, I... um. I kind of did uh, the this this knot. Like, just one second, let me just uh, see if I can find it without it looking too crazy. Come on, with it. Oh, how did we not talk uh, about this in the fucking news too? On top of that, um, pretty sure you guys don't have it. But did you guys at least hear the story about the Japanese Pokemon TikTok account posted a video that had uh, profanity words in the video? 
Oh, I loved it. Oh, it was amazing. DJ, have you seen it? No. Yeah, it's it's a video of a Pikachu slapping a Lucario, and it's like, if you're happy, you motherfucking know it. Clap your hands. If you're happy, you motherfucking. I, I I can't I can't sing it that quick, but. And you motherfucking know it, motherfucking slap your hands. If you're motherfucking happy and you motherfucking know it, motherfucking clap your hands. And then the Pikachu basically does a little dance around the Lucario and slaps his hands. Like, uh, and also, yeah, what I sent, uh, what I sent on the on, on the images, I used that knot for my graduation. I'm trying to they're trying to get it to fucking send out to you. Uh, copy link. Here we go. Okay, uh, DJ, I am sending you a Twitter link via Messenger. It is a legitimate video that posted audio and all. I, I whoever posted it clearly didn't know English. Also, yeah, that, I can't, I can't tie a tie. Was this the American TikTok or the Japanese TikTok? The Japanese TikTok. That makes a whole lot of sense because they have absolutely no idea what Pikachu saying. How long was it up before it, uh, before it nuked? I think it's like seven, seventeen hours. I, I could be, could be over exaggerating. Oh, people know about it. So many people must know about it now. Since the last time we've talked, the Velma show came out. Gross. I I I'm I will not watch it. It has two episodes out. And guess what? It's worse than we thought. Oh my gosh. The show is racist. <laughs> the show is like exceedingly racist towards whites. It's insane. It's not only exceedingly racist. I have to imagine if this show was supposed to be aimed at Los, An Los Angeles Hollywood teens, even they have to be offended at how they're being portrayed. Also, what have you done to our boy? How could you do Fred dirty? You did Fred. They did Fred dirty. They did Shaggy dirty. I don't know if Gingy. they did For one, Gingy, Shaggy's not a foodie. What? He's yep. not a foodie, and Fred isn't a himbo. Fred's an egotistical rich boy. Oh and my Nazi. god! And, and they made him look like Hitler. Literally. And they constantly have <sighs> a tiny penis. Yeah, there's there's a lot of small dick jokes with Fred. Yep. Fucking people, man. I swear to God. Like, the only good thing about the show is it's surprisingly well animated. But, like, this no, no. isn't Scooby-Doo. Yeah, they, like, let's start with the fact that there is no Scooby-Doo. It's a Scooby-Doo show without Scooby-Doo. And you know what? I'm kind of 
he's better off for not being a part of it. We'll give it that yeah. much. I'm thankful because it means that he's not ruined like everybody else. Jesus. You know, I, I, I have thankfully not watched the actual episodes. I have watched other people watch it. Ginger, you want to know what the first scenes of the ep- of the series is? It's two cockroaches fricking. Mm. Ah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how the series opens. Gross. It opens Great, with, isn't it? Uh, sex. It is needlessly raunchy. Thinks it's smarter than it is with such meta commentary as, you know what 420 is code for, right? Uh, yeah, it's code for people. It's code for people who still watch cartoons. Uh. Bitch! What are you? Th- what are you trying to sell yourself as? <laughs> Plus, it, it, there's no it, Scooby. Scooby shouldn't be a part of this. Thank God he isn't. It's not Shaggy. The dumbest thing was one of the dumbest things. They had Shaggy, who's driving Velma for some reason. Go, he goes. They're dealing drugs, which I hate. And then it just, it's just on him for like ten seconds with nothing. That is supposed to be the joke. That's fucking stupid. The entire show. But you know what? Here's some good jokes for you. Right. To to end this episode on on a good note, because you know it's been a minute. Dom, you better get yourself mentally prepared. I have some questions for you. (laughs) What do you call a bear with no teeth? A gummy bear. <laughs> Are you okay, Dom? At the scream, I'm. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you sure? You know, after sending you daily puns for two weeks, I would have think you would have grown resistant. No, you would think. They're just putting more rage into tiny bottle, into a tiny, tiny bottle, and then one day it's gonna fucking explode. Okay, Starlight. All right, all right. What do you call a dinosaur with a great vocabulary? Oh, we're still going. <laughs> Not just a thesaurus. Yeah, DJ got it. A thesaurus. Yeah, you got it. No, stop. <laughs> okay. Um, serious question, Dom. What do you call a cow in an earthquake? Milkshake. Atta boy! <laughs> uh, if I know them, it doesn't hit as hard. Because I already know. The pain has been through me once before. Alright, alright. What, what do you call an acid with an attitude? I don't think it's amino acid, but go ahead. Amino acid. <laughs> you piece of Alright, what, what, one last one. What has a shitty sense of humor and an even more terrible sense of uh, self-worth? This guy! Yep. <laughs> for uh, clarification, audio listeners, for shits and giggles, I turned on my camera as I 
did that. Yep. But anyway, Dom, where can people find you? Minus putting all your anger towards that bottle and then shipping it to me so the second it explodes, I will no longer exist. Uh, you can find me behind Gingy's walls uh, <laughs> and, and also at Domaldo's Gaming Channel on YouTube. DJ, where can people find you? You can find me on twitch.tv slash djskywalker716 where we stream Tuesdays through Thursdays from 6pm to 9pm Central Standard Time. Come and enjoy the fun. Alright, you can find me at my personal Twitter at Raging Ginger. You can follow the show at PPAO Podcast. For any questions, comments, concerns, topic suggestions, or more dad jokes that I can DM you so you can therefore DM Dom. You know, uh, the email is ppandfpodcast at gmail.com. We also have Pop Shock Peeps. Uh, episode four should be coming out tomorrow because I edited that last week and I queued it up. So that should be out tomorrow. I will make sure to log on tomorrow to double check and verify. But yeah, you guys, this has been uh, episode Steelix or 208 of Pixels. Uh, stay tuned next week for 209. I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's Snubble. It's a resting bitch face dog. tail eat your tail or eat your fucking soul specifically the snubble from detective pikachu so mean well it could be like the one from uh the lugia lugia and zororo movie no (laughs) (laughs) and like that Gingy's heart has been crushed good night everybody (laughs) bye-bye No! <laughs> no! <laughs> ah, goodbye, everybody. Emotional death.